Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Good evening. Good evening. And um, just uh, I thank God for um, everyone who was able to make it out tonight. And um, this is uh, going to be a follow-up. Um, to a lot of um, what's been shared already, and just to really come across it like an encouragement tonight. Um, we've had a lot of teaching. Um, we learned a lot um, in this season so far, even though it's not quite over. But I really wanted to encourage everyone tonight um, about this whole topic of God's glory. So as we get started, I'm going to have everybody jump over to Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1 through 12, and I'm going to read it in the NCV, the New Century Version, because I love the simplicity and allows the point to come across very clearly. So Ezekiel 47, verse 1 through 12, it says, The man led me back to the door of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the doorway and flowing east. The temple faced east. The water flowed down from the south side of the wall of the temple and then south of the altar. The man brought me out through the outer north gate and led me around outside to the outer east gate. I found the water coming out of the south side of the gate. The man went toward the east with a line in his hand and measured about one-third of a mile. Some of your Bibles will say a thousand cubits. Then he led me through the water that came up to the ankles. Go ahead and underline ankles. Then the man measured about one-third of a mile again and led me through the water that came up to the knees. Go ahead and underline knees. Then he measured about one-third of a mile again and led me through the water up to the waist. Underline waist. The man measured again one-third of a mile, but it was now a river that, that I could not cross. The water had risen too high. It was deep enough for swimming. It was a river that no one could cross. The man asked me, human, do you see this? Then the man led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw many trees on both sides of the river. The man said to me, this water will flow toward the eastern areas and go down into the Jordan Valley. When it enters the Dead Sea, it will become fresh. Everywhere the river goes, there will be many fish. Wherever this water goes to the Dead Sea, it will become fresh. And so where the river goes, there will be many living things. Fishermen will stand by the Dead Sea. From Angedi all the way to Angliam, there will be places to spread fishing nets. There will be many kinds of fish in the Dead Sea, as many as in the Mediterranean Sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. All kinds of fruit trees will grow on both banks of the river, and their leaves will not dry or die. The trees will have fruit every month because the water from them comes from the temple. The fruit from the trees will be used for food and their leaves for medicine. And tonight we're going to be um, unpacking that. And we're going to really be focusing on 
verse 2 through 5. But as we begin and as we enter this Bible study and focusing on the season of the glory, I feel like each speaker really um, helped us get into that mind frame. And tonight I just hope to open your eyes spiritually to another facet of this glory. The reason being is I believe that all these studies have to do with discovering a new dimension in Christ because we have to become people who want God. All right, I'm going to start real slow, and we're going to pick it up, okay? Very simply, there is a big difference between someone who needs God and someone who wants God. Mm. And I want you to don't forget that passage you just read. Again, we're going to be focusing on verse 2 through 5. But there's a big difference between someone who needs God and someone who wants God. I'm going to give you some example, examples, right? The person who needs God is the person who needs God to do things for them. They need God to heal them. They need God's miracles. They need, they need God's protection. They need a job. They need a wife. They need a husband. They need their children. They need a lot of things. But once they get those needs, they often turn from God. Are you, are you with me? But the person who wants God does not need anything. I'm going to say it again. But the person who wants God does not need anything. And I'm going to give you an example. The person who wants God, they may not have healing, but they still want God. They may not see one miracle in their life, but they still want God. They may not have protection. They may not get a job. They may never get a husband or a wife or a family. And they may miss out on a lot of other things, but they still want God. Because when you have Jesus as Lord and God, you don't need anything. And there's a big reason I'm saying this, and I want you to stay with me. Second mm-hmm. Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Jesus has the power of God, by which he has given us everything we need to live and to serve God. So here it is. There are two types of people, those who need God and those who want God. And if you want God, you will need to get uncomfortable. So Mm. tonight, my brothers and sisters, I really want to get you uncomfortable. Mm. If you want God, then you need to search the depths of God and the deeper things of God. So this is the beauty. In this passage, and we're going to focus back in on Ezekiel 47, 2 through 5, you're going to see this progressive depth, this moving forward into the deep, this new dimension which involves moving into the deepness of God. Let's go back again. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 2 through 5. Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 2 through 5. It says, the man brought me out through the outer north gate and led me around outside to the outer east gate. I found the water coming out the side of the gate. The man went toward the east with a line in his hand and measured about one-third of a mile, that thousand cubits. Then he led me through the water that came up to my ankles. The man measured about one-third of a mile again and led me through the waters that came up to my knees. Then he measured about a third of a mile again and led me through the waters that came up to my waist. The man measured about a thousand, uh, a thousand, uh, excuse me, a third of a mile again, but it was now a river that I could not cross. The water had risen too high. It was deep enough for swimming. It was a river that no one could cross. So this is the Bible study um, that we're about to enter tonight, and it's simply called entering into the waters. 
So the question I'm going to give you as we, as we start right now is, who is ready to get into the living water that is flowing from the temple of God? Because see, in the book of Ezekiel, that vision he had from God, in, in, in Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, it was a vision that God gave him about the deepness of God and how there is this progressive deepness where you start from the ankle, then you go to the knee deep, then you go to the waist deep, then you go to the, in, the, 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 the depths that cover your head, the, the ones mm. that you have to swim in. But let's first start off and um, let's progress. So first, the ankle deep water. Most believers go only ankle deep with God. I'm going to let you chew on that. Those believers, most believers, only go ankle deep with God. They are the people who need God, and once they get what they need, they no longer want God. See, this is a very close relationship to like a kiddie pool. See, a lot of people or a lot of babies go in a kiddie pool. They like, they like the water to splash them. They want to get a little wet, but they don't want to get all the way in the water. Right. You with me? Right. So, so they do enough to play around in the water, but not enough to get really wet. And that's uh-huh. the same concept of that, of that kiddie pool Christian, the one that's only ankle deep with God. See, mm. what they like to do is they do enough to look safe. Oh, I'll go to church on Sunday. That's what all the saved people do. Mm. I'll go to church on, you know, I'll go to Bible study on Wednesday. That's what the saved people do. You know, when the pastor's preaching and it sounds like something's really good, I might stand up because everybody else stands up. See, they do just enough to look like they want God. And one of the pastors that I love, uh, that I love when he says this, he says this person wants to claim God without God having any claim on them. Mm. All right? This is the Christian that's in that kiddie pool phase, that's in that ankle deep water. They're the ones that are living by the flesh, the carnal Christian. In fact, 1 Corinthians 3, 1, 2, 3 says this, Brothers and sisters, in the past I could not talk to you as I talked to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as I would talk to people without the Spirit, babies in Christ. The teaching I gave you was like milk, not solid food, because you were not able to take solid food, and even now you are not ready. You are still not spiritual because there is jealousy and quarreling among you. And this shows that you are not spiritual. You are acting like people of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. It's fine for you to be ankle deep if you are just saved. But if you've been in God in a while and you're still in that kiddie pool, something is wrong. You with me? Now, I want to tell you what that kiddie pool is like. All right? Kiddie pool is about 20 degrees warmer than the regular pool. And the kiddie pool also has like a yellowish-brownish tint to it. You ever wonder why? Well, that's because a lot of times the young children are using the bathroom in the kiddie pool. And you see, this is the same thing about that shallow Christian, that shallow believer who doesn't want to go deeper with God. See, he keeps sitting in his filth. He keeps sitting in his sin. He keeps living by the flesh. So he doesn't want to leave those shallow waters because he's comfortable with it. Wow. In this season of the glory, we've got to stop being comfortable with shallow. We've got to stop being comfortable living in our sin and we calling ourselves Christians. 
We got to stop being okay with that baby pool, that shallow faith, the one that needs God but doesn't want God. Because, see, Ezekiel had that vision, and he's talking about, he's telling each one of us in this passage that we have to be ready to go deeper. See, this is what Apostle Paul teaches in Hebrews 6, 1. He says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundations of repentance from acts that leads to death and faith in God. See, the Lord wants us to get into his greater depth. Second, see, he wants us to move into that knee-deep faith. See, the knee-deep faith is symbolic of a man being, of a man or woman becoming committed to God. This person wants God. See, this is what Ezekiel's progressing through, guys. I, I want to stay right here in, 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 in chapter uh, in chapter forty-seven, verse two through five, and I want you to progress with me. God wants us to get to that knee-high faith. Ooh. All right, that knee-high faith. Where the water reaches the knees, it's, it's symbolic of someone who is consecrating their life in prayer, someone who is aware of worship of God. This is where the intimate fellowship with God begins to happen, where the relationship becomes personal. In fact, in Psalms 84, verse 2, it says, I want more than anything to be in the courtyards of the Lord's temple. My whole being wants to be with the living God. Mm-hmm. See, this person who's knee-high in faith is mm-hmm. ready for more of God. He's, they want more of God. They don't need God. See, they needed God to get into the water. Stay with me. They needed God to begin to splash in that baby pool. Right. But in order for you to get deeper, you got to start wanting God. Ezekiel's vision it's this powerful picture that God is trying to lead us into the deep, but the question is, will you come? Listen, there are those who want more of God and walk out into the deeper water and go waist deep, while others are okay with knee-high water. But see, there's some who want even more. People like David, I'm going to take you back real quick so we can keep moving forward, okay? We don't got much time. People like David. One said, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Psalms 41, verse 1 through 2. See, we got to get to the point where after we consecrate ourselves unto God, that we still want more. That we're ready to move from that knee-high water into that waist-deep water. And see, when you get waist deep with God, we find movement now is more difficult in these waters. This is when you reach the conviction level, when the Holy Spirit is now controlling you. See, it becomes hard for you to move freely. This is where your pastor doesn't need to check you. Your best friend doesn't need to check you. Because see, the Holy Spirit is checking you. So you're checking yourself because you are now filled with the, with the Spirit of God. See, the book of John, chapter 16, verse 8 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. And that conviction rests with the man or woman of God as well. 
See, this stage, this level is where the Holy Spirit will touch our lives in areas in our lives that need to change. Because it's very simple. No change in Christ happens outside of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. No change in Christ happens outside of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is present, he is the very active power of God that brings change. The Holy Spirit is the person that brings the transformation that we're always searching for. If the Spirit is active, then we know transformation is coming. So when you get to that waist-deep water, we become aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Before that, when you're in that kiddie pool, you're comfortable. It's not about God. It's about you. It's the same thing that Paul said. But when you start getting to that knee-high water, that waist-deep water, it's not about you. It's about God. Oswald Chambers once said, Mm-hmm. Conviction of sin is one of the rarest things that ever strikes a man. It is the threshold of an understanding of God. Jesus Christ said that when the Holy Spirit came, he would convict of sin. And when the Holy Spirit rouses the conscious and brings him into the presence of God, it is not his relationship with men that bothers him, it is but his relationship with God. So when your ways deep in the water, it gets heavy and it gets thick. What this means spiritually is, you know, there's some activities, there's some things you used to do. Oh, you can't do them so easily anymore. Right. So you used to, you used to listen to some music and, and you used to listen to some type of talk, and now it's not so easy to rejoice in it because you're way steep. So you used to hang around with some type of people, and, and now it gets a little uncomfortable to be around ungodliness. You used to watch certain things. You used to go certain places, but now once you're ways deep with God, these things begin to become a little difficult because you are now coming under the control of his spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, mm-hmm. be filled by the spirit. Be filled by the spirit. So those people who are filled by the spirit They're the people that you find oftentimes getting deeper in the Word of God. When there's conversations happening about God, they they gravitate towards it. But those who are living in the shallow waters, they're the kind of believers when you come around them and 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 you say, Genesis, they run. Right, right. But the believers who are deep in Christ, you say, Genesis, they say, and what? What's next? What's what's about to happen? They're the ones that they they can't just read their Bible and not take notes. They can't just get in that word and leave and, and not be transformed and not be impacted. So when the Bible says to be filled, it means to be controlled. Because someone who is drunk is controlled by alcohol, right? Strong drink. But someone who's filled with the Spirit is controlled by the Holy Spirit. So be controlled by the Spirit. Because God is trying to lead us to something bigger, to something deeper. But if he's not in control, he can't lead us. All right, here's a problem. And, 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 and here's a problem before we even get into the depth of a Bible study tonight. Wow. The issue is, as we're walking into the depth, as we're going into the deep, there's a lot of believers, once we get ways deep, we're ready to turn around. 
It begins to be too much for us. My God. We're so used to living in sin. We're so used to being like us and doing it my way. That when we start doing it God's way, and we mm. start feeling that conviction of his spirit, we're like, right. oh, now, bro, I need to go back to these shallow waters. I can't take this. And that was my title. How much right. of God do you really want? Because there's a point where God's spirit is going to start to take control, where it's more of him and less of you. And if we're talking about the season of the glory, God's glory is everything. In fact, he created us for his glory. (laughs) So we may witness the gloriousness of God. So how is it that when we begin to enter into that glory of God, we fear and we turn back around. We say, no, I want to go back and have some more fun. Hold on. Ephesians 4, 13 through 5 says, Until we all attain the unity of faith and of all the knowledge of the Son of God to mature man to the measure of, uh, excuse me, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, as a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness of deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is head, even Christ. Ways deep is when obedience is a must and sanctification is a requirement. Ways deep is when obedience is a must and sanctification is a requirement. It's where serving God and obeying God becomes a lifestyle. That's why it gets scary for a lot of believers. Now let's go into the final teaching of the night, all right? I got like four minutes, okay? I didn't want to be the long, the, the one person that went longer than Paul. Amen. Here's a final level. Amen. As that water flowed out the temple, and that man that Ezekiel was speaking to was God himself, and he was measuring out the depths of this water. And at the end, the water was so high that Ezekiel said he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't walk in the water. It wasn't about ankle deep. It wasn't about uh, knee deep. It wasn't about waist deep. He had to swim. He had to completely leave the ground and swim in the depths of the ocean. This is a final level, over your head deep. And this is what I call a new dimension, because I think the whole purpose of the season of glory is to take us into a new dimension with God. Amen. Listen, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. See, the new depth requires spiritual senses to guide the natural ones. I'm going to say that again. This new depth requires spiritual senses to guide the natural ones. Because in Psalms 37:23 it says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. When we press forward into the living waters that is stemming from the temple of God, when we drive past the conformity and into the deeper things of God, and we go from the shallow to the deepness, we transition into the glory of God. You with me? 
we transition into the glory of God. This is the deep, the deepest waters that God is trying to take us to. He wants to reveal to us. He wants to show us His glory. Once you're in, once you're in that depth, and your feet has left ground, and you're and you're beginning to slowly lose control because God is taking control of you in the deep waters. This is where you get this new perspective on life. It's called a perfect perspective. This is when you could be in a fire or a furnace and you are you are at perfect peace. This is when you can lose your job or you can have bad health and you're found praising God. It's when everything around you falls apart and nothing makes sense. You are in excellent tranquility of spirit because you worship God and not your situations. This is where God's transcendent glory overwhelms our human problems. I'm going to come back again with that. This is where God's transcendent glory overwhelms our human problems. These are the depths that Ezekiel was revealed and that the Bible in this passage through Ezekiel chapter, um, chapter 47, 1 through 12, is revealing to us. See, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Do you remember the story of Moses? When he went up to Mount Sinai and he was in the presence of God, right? And Moses' face began to glow. See, Moses would enter into the deepest depths of God, and he, and he would become overshadowed by God's glory. And when he returned to the shallow waters, quote-unquote, all the babes in Christ would see him glow. See, that's what God wants. God wants to separate the babies from the mature. See, those who are mature will follow his spirit out into the deepest waters. But those who are immature will continue to splash around that baby pool. So think about why this happened with Moses. Moses was being transformed into the image and likeness of God. Moses was no longer just Moses. And honestly, this is just a beautiful picture of what was to come in the New Testament. See, because it was a foreshadowing of how when Christ gets in you, Christ gets in you and overshadows you, you begin to take on his likeness. You begin to take on his likeness. And as you near his glory, you near his likeness. As you near his glory, you near his likeness. Come on. Let me tell you this. See, what happened is Moses drank from the living water. (laughs) Moses drank from the living water. Moses went over his head deep. This is exactly the picture we see in Ezekiel. Because once you drink that water, you're never the same again. But God is trying to get you into that water. He's trying to get you into that deepest water where you could drink of this living water. Let me tell you this. John 4.14 says, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. 
mark this down. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Second part of that verse says, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up eternal life. Here's the bomb, and here's the message for tonight. The water doesn't just get on you, it gets in you. I'm going to say it one more time. See, the water doesn't just get on you, it gets in you. John 7:38 says, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Do you really want to see his glory? See, Revelation 21.6 says, The one on the throne said to me, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give free water from the spring of the water of life to anyone who thirsts. Amen. Going back to our passage in Ezekiel 47, this is the picture of God's very will for the believer in Christ. For us to get into the deepest depths of God, to be transformed by his glory. And honestly, I believe this is exactly why God has placed this whole idea of the season of the glory on Brother Rod's heart. I think everyone here is in a season that we need to understand that God is drawing us into the deepest waters because he wants to transform us. Amen. And until, until we get hold of that deepness, until he gets hold of us in the depths of God, where, see, our feet can't touch the ground no more. We can't look left and grab on to nothing. And all we got to do while we're in those deep waters is to look up and trust him. That's where he wants us to be, where we depend on him, where we don't only need him but want him, where we desire him, where we seek him. This is where he wants to get with us so he can reveal to us his glory. And I'm going to leave you with this. Galatians 2, 18 through 20 says, But I would really be wrong to begin teaching again those things that I gave up. It was the law that put me to death, and I died to the law so that I can now live for God. Verse 20, I was put to death on the cross with Christ, and I do not live anymore. It is Christ who lives in me. I still live in my body, but I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to save me. God wants more from everyone. That's not just you guys. That's me too. God is tired of us sitting by those shallow waters and splashing in the pool. God wants us to walk up and and go to the knee-deep waters. And when we get there, God wants us to realize that those depths are not enough. That he wants us to come out to the waist-high water. Mm. Where his spirit can get hold of us. Transform us. Change us. So he can take us to that new dimension. Where his glory can be revealed in us. And I'm going to leave you with the final quote here. It says, 
It is not great men who change the world, but weak men in the hands of a great God. My brother, you. God bless you. Thank you. Dear Lord God, we thank you for this word tonight, Father God. We pray that the word minister not only to our heart, Lord, that we take this word and use it for your glory, Father, that you may be seen and shown. And Lord, that our that our faith and our love for you, Lord, our glory and our search for you goes deeper and deeper into the water, Father God, that that we no longer be shallow, Father God, that we just be covered in it, Father Lord. And that it's not only on us, Father Lord, that it is in us. So Lord, we ask that anything that we might have done this week that was unpleasing to you, Father God. We ask that you cleanse our heart and our mind and our spirit, Father God. Please forgive us for those sins. And Lord, as we go from this place or not from your presence, it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.